Hello and welcome back to the PAL with Tani G. I'm your host, Tani G. We're in Chapter 5, Paragraph 6, Parakei Mishnah Vav, here on the PAL with Tani G. Thank you for joining us on this wonderful journey through Ethics of the Fathers, Pirkei Avos, with our school's Pirkei Avos notes on the bottom. Questions, comments, suggestions are always welcome at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com. Asara Nisyonos Nisu Avosenu Esakadosh Baruch Hu Bar with ten trials did our ancestors test the Holy One. Blessed is He in the wilderness. Shenemar, as it is said, Vayinasu osi bekoli. They have tested me these ten times, and they did not heed my voice. The people in the midbar in the desert complained again and again to Hashem. They were 40 years in the desert, but the Torah chooses to emphasize only the first two and the last two years of the people's journeys and stipulations and situations in the desert. Why is that? Why would we skip 38 years of their life? Apparently those 38 years were nothing to comment about, nothing to speak about, but the stories we talk about, the different situations that happen are not always the best. Sometimes they're downright hard to read and difficult to understand, but those are what Hashem chose to teach to us, to show to us, because He wanted us to read about and wanted us to understand how much these people decided to talk about and complain about and go through instead of focusing on the 38 happy, calm years. We talk about the fact that they wandered for 40 years. Really, they didn't wander as many times as we, as we think. Hashem only moved them around X number of times in 40 years. Even though we would think that Hashem would make them go around and around and around, there were many times, if you count up all the travels, all the journeys that the Jews had, it wasn't 40 journeys. It was much less than that because He let them be complacent. He let them be calm and in their place for many periods of time, but he chose those first two years and last two years to talk about because he wanted us to show us that there are many times that, that people complained to him and they didn't even have precedent to complain to him about. What were they complaining about? Sometimes they were complaining for good reasons, but it was just complaining too much, too hard, too fast, and just in too vehement a way. They might have the ability to complain and they might have reasons and good good reasons to complain, but you have to do it in the right way and the proper way. It shouldn't be done so vehemently and so vociferously and so loudly that you're saying it's better to have not even come into the minbar, or better to die in Egypt or to go back in Egypt and eat X, Y, and Z rather than being there now. Granted, they were thirsty. Granted, they were needed the water, for example, but they used words and they used it in such a way that was very extreme. And time and time again, Again, excuse me, with 10 trials, in general, we go through the Chumash and we see all the times that they were complaining and it was to very extreme extents. And even the next generation who was about to go into, the, into Eretz Yisrael also complained in a very harsh way. So what I think we could learn here is, number one, don't test God. God will make sure, Hashem will make sure many, many times a day, every day, He will give you the situations, He will give you the ability to be tested. But don't ask God. God for trials and don't test God himself. Don't say things to him that are not nice and don't put him in a situation 
Kiviyachol, as it were, if it were even possible to say this, don't put him in a way, then he's going to have to put you in such a such a way. If you say to God, I will do X if you do Y, you're putting him in such a situation. You shouldn't stipulate with him. You shouldn't try to bargain with him. You shouldn't try to make deals with him. We have to pray to Hashem and we have to work with Hashem and we have to do mitzvahs for Hashem just because he is Hashem, just because he is our God, and just because he gave us life and put us in this world. Whatever more than that he does is above and beyond. He doesn't have to do anything for us, but so the fact that he does things for us means that we just have to do what we can. So we can't test God. And if we are, the second thing I would say is that if we are upset, and if we, of course, we're, we have rights to be upset, but we shouldn't complain to a vociferous extreme extent. If a person is upset, if a person needs to complain, or a person needs to voice things out, whether with a spouse or family, do it in a calm way, in a collected way, do it in a way that doesn't have to be extreme, that doesn't have to be harsh, like the words of the Chumash. Maybe that's why those stories are brought to us so we can learn what not to do and what not to say and how not to say things. If you're upset about something or you want to complain about something, they always say you should do it in a calm and collected voice and even the most harshest person who's most angry at you will not know what to respond. If you have a boss who's upset at you or a partner who's upset at you and they're screaming and you want to complain back and you want to argue back and you want to yell back, if you keep calm and you keep collected and you keep cool in the face of their anger... Anything you do other than that will never have the effect of being cool, calm, and collected because they want to yell and they want you to yell because they want to get you to come up to their level. They want you to get angry just like they're angry. If you're not as angry as them, they don't win and they don't feel like they're getting getting what they want out of that situation. So you stay calm and you stay cool, that should be able to deflect their anger. Also in traffic, when you're driving, if other people are crazy on the road, don't be crazy on the road. You stay calm and cool and you'll show them because let them get the ticket, let them get the, the speeding zone ticket or the points or whatnot. Nobody should ever get points or tickets. But as an example, they should learn and you shouldn't have to stoop to that level. So don't test God is number one. And number two, if you need to complain, don't do it in a vehement way. Don't do it in an extreme way. Don't do it in a way that will cause you to be upset about it or cause you to look back and regret it. If you need to have the discussions or the disagreements or you need to complain in such a way, do it in a private way, do it in a calm way. Don't do it on the street. Don't do it in front of others. Try not to do it in front of your children. Try to do it in a way that's calm, cool, and collected. And if we try not to to hold back and not to put stipulations and, and put God in a corner and try to tell him if you do X, you do Y. If we don't do that and we make sure not to test him, he'll make sure to only give us situations, hopefully, that we know we can accomplish, that we know we could do. They say that God only gives you what you can handle. And we've said this before, that if everyone put their pekalach or put their story on the table and everybody would be able to see what everybody else goes through, nobody would choose somebody else's life. Nobody would choose somebody else's problems. Nobody would choose somebody else's situations because you are given exactly what you need to do and you're given the tailor-made talents and abilities and capabilities to do what you're set out to do. So if you put your table, if you put your stuff on the table and everybody else put their t- stuff on the table, you still would take back your own situation in your life happily and merrily because you see what everyone else has to deal with and nobody else can do what you do. Nobody else will be in the future or in the past like you and nobody now is like you because you're the only one to be able to do with these things. And therefore, when we don't test God and we stay cool and even if we 
we need to complain, we do it in a calm way, not like they did in the Midbar, with using such extreme language, such vehement language, and hopefully God will only send us things we need to be able to do, and we will, we will be able to do, and pass all those tests with flying colors. Join us next time as we move over to paragraph 7 here in chapter 5 of Pirkei Avos on the PAL with Tani G. And I'm your host, Tani G.